0: There's one thing among the many things that I don't know um there is one thing that I do know with a hundred percent certainty and confidence, um and that's that I am getting older um, There's no doubt about it I've you know tried to figure out ways to keep it from happening, but it's it's just happening, and, and I don't, you know, I don't know if it's that I'm getting older. I don't know if it's you know the environments that I find myself in or this society. Um, but I, I came to a very significant conclusion this week, uh, and that is that I like nice. I like nice, and I mean I like I really, really, really like nice. Nice is good, it's, it's so good. It just makes me smile thinking about nice. Um, and you know, when I think about nice, I think, I don't think I've ever been upset by nice. You know, I don't think nice has ever angered me, you know, or kind of pushed me to my limits. No, nice, nice kind of does the opposite of all those things. I I can double check with my wife after this, but I'm pretty sure that I've never said, son, you need to go to timeout. You need to sit in that chair over there and think about what you said to your sister because that was incredibly nice. And I don't think you have any idea how that made her feel. So go over in that chair and think about it for a few minutes and then we'll talk. I don't think I've ever left a restaurant disgruntled and saying to those who were with me, you know, the setting was nice, the food was great, but the service, oh, that waiter we had was just, I don't know how else to say it, he was way too nice. I mean, there is not enough niceness in the world to make up for good food, and a great restaurant. I'll I'll never be back. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna leave a terrible review on Yelp after this, because I was so offended by how nice he was to us. No, I've never done that. I've never said that. I've never even thought that. Um, And I think a lot of you are probably with me on that. You know, Raise your hand if you like nice. You like nice? Yes, okay. So thank you. Thank you for affirming. Um, my love for niceness by knowing that I'm not alone. Uh, you know, I don't know if for you, whether it's, is it at home, is it at work, is it at school, is it with extended family or blended family, but there's just some, some time, some setting, some situations, some days, some weeks, years maybe, when you would just do anything for Nice. Um, Forget about killing with kindness. You would kill for some kindness, right? To just have a little bit of kindness sent your way for once, you would do anything. Uh, And we all have those settings. We all find ourselves in those situations. Uh, And the fact of the matter is this, uh, that we live in a world full of people. People. And some people sometimes are just not nice. Um, As a matter of fact, they can sometimes be uh, downright cruel uh, and unkind. You know, some people just wake up that way in the morning. That's why we have the saying, getting up on the wrong side of the bed, but some people get up on that side of the bed every day and it doesn't seem to make any difference. What comes out is just not nice. Traffic makes people not nice. Um, Waiting, refer back to the message last week on patience, yeah, Um, waiting makes us not nice. Saw that at Chipotle um, yesterday, long line, grumpy people. Um, Take that to the bitter end, right? And that's the place called the DMV, right? (laughs) The DMV makes everyone not nice, right? Makes everyone unkind. And then you get up to the counter and you think that the people that work at the counter are not nice. But you know what? Away from work, they're great people. It's all the people that have been waiting so long and become unnice that make them unnice. It's just, it's like the Twilight Zone at the DMV. Not nice. Bullies are not nice. Unkind and cruel. But it's not just people. Uh, Life sometimes can be Unkind. Your hard drive crashes, and you lose you know three semesters worth of schoolwork and study, and resources. Uh, you get a flat tire when you are already running late. Although that could be a bonus in disguise because now you have an excuse. You know, I, I digress. Uh, I don't know how many times we've had leaks in our house. If it isn't a toilet, it's a pipe rupturing. You know, in a wall maybe under your house, you know. Life is just not kind sometimes. And then there's the big things like those diagnosis and the words that you don't wanna hear. Life can be cruel sometimes. You know, the other day we ran into some folks that used to go to church here and hadn't seen them in a long time and struck up a conversation with them. And, of course, my kids are waiting for, that, for me, you know, and that's annoying to them, which I have a hard time relating to because they're never annoying to me. Um, and so, of course, I need to apologize profusely for that uh, oversight on my part. But, uh, you know, after the conversation, one of my sons says to me, Dad, why do you always talk to people? <laughs> so embarrassing, so weird, you're always talking to people. And you talk to people that you don't even know. That's just weird. You know, it was a great question. But what I realized that that, in that moment is that you know, the reason I do that is because we're all living in the same world. And sometimes we're all just dying for a little bit of kindness, you know? Whether it's a gesture or a word of encouragement or a, hey, how's your day going? or, you know, to put a smile on their face or make them laugh, we all need those moments. We all want those moments in our days. As much as my kids don't want me to give them to other people, I want to give those moments uh, to other people. Um, but here's, here's the good news, right? So, so we live in a world that is unkind um, and, and it's filled, filled with people who lots of times are unkind as well. But the good news is uh, that kindness is a fruit of the spirit. Right, so so you shouldn't have to go to the south to find southern hospitality. You should just need to go to wherever Christians are. You should just need to go to church uh, to find kindness. You should just need to go wherever Christians mingle, though I can't necessarily speak for christianmingle.com. But wherever Christians are, kindness should be. Uh, Niceness should be. Uh, And here we are in the middle uh, of our study now, in the fruit of the Spirit, taking a look at Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And uh, the the verses read like this. Uh, It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, and against such things there is no law. So we covered patience last week, uh, and now this week we're moving into kindness, and as we do, we're going we're to gonna kind of take a survey of the Bible to see what does the Bible have to say, what does the Bible have to teach us about kindness? Um, one of these Parts of the fruit of the Spirit. And and when you think about the fruit of the Spirit, what I want you to kind of picture is a clump, kind of picture it like a clump of grapes, right? And so that whole clump is the fruit. And then the parts that Paul lists here are kind of the individual pieces of that. Um, But because they're all part of the same fruit, they kind of flow into each other and overlap a little bit. Um, And so uh, we're gonna take a look at kindness this week and break it out from other passages, Um, but what we're gonna see as we do this, uh, we're gonna see this, all right? This is gonna be our big takeaway for the week, okay? And it's that kindness is not just for those you like or those like you, but that you may be like God. Uh, Kindness is not just for those you like, right? Boy, that's the easy segment to deliver kindness to, isn't it? Uh, The people we like, our friends, our family. Some of them get lumped into that category too, right? Those we like. Um, Kindness is easy in those situations, but kindness isn't just for those situations. Uh, and, And kindness isn't just for those like us, right? Contrary to popular opinion, Kindness can actually be expressed from a person wearing a Cardinals jersey to a person wearing a 49ers jersey. Or it could be expressed from someone wearing an Oakland Raiders jersey to someone wearing a San Diego Chargers jersey, right? It is possible because kindness is not just for those you like. It's not just for those like you. Right? It could even be somebody from a different political party, a different religion, a different whatever, but different doesn't mean no kindness, right? But kindness is so that you may be like God. So that you may be like God. Now I know what some of you are thinking. Um, you're thinking, me, like God, that'll never happen. And then there's somebody you sitting next to someone else that are thinking them be like, God, that'll never happen. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, right? Is that it's part of the Christian life, it's part of the story of salvation. When we talk about the Bible in kind of like big overarching uh, terms and the picture of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, um, it's, we call it the story of salvation. And, and there's a chapter in the story of salvation that's called Redemption. And in that story of redemption, uh, it starts over here with men and women being created in the image of God. Okay, it starts that way, with Adam and Eve in the garden. And it says that they were made in the image of God. In other words, he put his image into them more than anything else on earth, any other type of creature or plant or animal that man and woman reflected his image were more like God than anything else in all of creation. They reflected God's likeness. But then you move to the next part of that story and sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, that image of God was corrupted not destroyed completely, but corrupted. And so we do not reflect the image of God as strongly as we would have had sin not entered the world. And, and we at this point in time do not reflect it as strongly as Adam and Eve did at that time because we are still living in a corrupted state and the image of God has been corrupted. Um, but then you fast forward to Jesus, right? And part of that story of salvation and redemption is that Jesus came, he died on the cross, He paid the penalty for our sins so that we could be restored in relationship to God, so that our relationship with Him, we could be joined with Him once again without being separated by our sins. And we often think that the story of salvation ends there, but it doesn't because God, as much as He wanted to restore us in relationship to Him, also wants to restore His image in us not just restoration of relationship but restoration of the image of god in us and that is the fruit of the spirit it's the spirit of god living in us producing the attributes and characteristics of god so that we might reflect him more and more in the world And that's why we can say that because kindness is a fruit of the Spirit, we can say that kindness is not just for those you like or for those like you, but so that you may be like God and you may reflect Him in the world. And so, being like God through the fruit of the Holy Spirit as we are led by the Spirit And we see in Scripture that God is kind. That kindness is one of the attributes of God that is proclaimed over and over in Scripture. Uh, The Old Testament in particular, well, the Old Testament in general, but Psalms in particular, over and over, proclaims the goodness of God and the attributes of his character towards people. And we find in Psalm 145, verses eight and nine, we find these words. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is kind to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. Similarly, in Psalm 145, verse 17, the psalmist writes this. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. Psalm 31, 19 says this, oh, how abundant is your kindness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you. The Lord is kind. And then another verse that many of you will recognize, Psalm 34, verse eight, says this, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is kind. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And some of you are sitting there thinking, I thought that verse said, taste and see that the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Yes, that is true. Uh, And as I wanted to find the word that Paul uses in Galatians for kindness, uh, I also searched the Greek version of the Old Testament called the Septuagint, to see what did those Hebrew scholars, what word did they think described the Lord most accurately in Psalm 34, verse eight. What Greek word did they use to describe his nature and character and what we taste when we experience the Lord? And those scholars decided that it was his kindness. So taste and see that the Lord is kind. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And then another passage that I thought was very interesting, um, and Adam shared this with us in a communion reflection a few weeks ago, Uh, and it's a passage out of the Old Testament after David has become king, Saul and his, King Saul and his son were killed in battle and David has now assumed the throne, and he says to one of his servants, uh, he says, is there not still someone of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God to him. You know, I thought this was important uh, for a couple of, couple of reasons. Uh, the first being that it speaks of David wanting to show kindness uh, as an attribute of God, but also because of the purity of this statement and his recognition that kindness has its source and its definition and its meaning in God Himself and in the kindness of God that David has experienced. And that is the type of kindness that we receive through the spirit living in us, the kindness of God uh, reflected to the world around us. Well, we know um, that kindness is so that we can be like God and we know that God is kind, but what is kindness, right? What is kindness? A lot of times we think of kindness as an act of kindness. Um, But the fact that we have to say an act of kindness tells us that kindness isn't the action itself. Uh, Kindness is the disposition of heart or mind that leads to those acts. So kindness is a disposition. Uh, It's a a mindset. It's a heart set of kindness um, that's characterized by friendliness by helpfulness and by sympathy with our our fellow man. So it's this disposition that's characterized by friendliness, helpfulness, and sympathy with our fellow man. And then I thought this was really intriguing. Uh, And it says that it's of a type that brings pleasure or relief. Isn't that true about kindness? That in some situations, it brings a sense of pleasure, right? Kindness extended by a friend in friendship. Right? The kindness that we receive in a community of believers often brings us pleasure uh, and enjoyment, the enjoyment of friendship and community. But so many times, it also brings relief. You know, a gesture of kindness that lifts our spirits. Right? Uh, an act of generosity, an act of kindness that encourages us to keep pressing forward, that relieves us from despair uh, as well, tells us that kindness is something. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit, that which grows up together uh, with the Holy Spirit living inside us. It's one of those things that we should see in the life of every believer. And and he uses this agricultural metaphor for this, you know, the fruit, because that was something that the people, uh, a lot of them would be able to identify with in the settings in which they were reading that. And, um, you know, I happen to be from Nebraska myself, and so I know several farmers. um, And no, I didn't meet any of them on FarmersOnly.com. They're just people that I happen to know um, personally. I said I was from Nebraska already, okay? Um, so, So anyway... Um, but I've never, I've never asked a farmer, hey, what are you growing this year? And had them say, you know, I don't know. I got no idea. I just threw a bunch of seed, you know, in the tractor and we're just gonna see what grows up. Now that never happens uh, because, because here's the thing. Um, when you plant seed, you know what's gonna grow because when you plant seed for corn, corn grows. And when you plant seed for sorghum, sorghum grows. And when you plant seed for wheat, wheat grows. And when you plant seed for winter wheat, winter wheat grows. Some of you just learned there were two varieties of wheat. See, you go. Okay. And Paul is saying, look, the fruit of the Spirit, we know what grows out of a person when the Holy Spirit lives inside them because the Holy Spirit is God and God is love and God is patient, and God is full of joy, and he is kind, and he is good, and he has self-control, and he is gentle. How we know these things so well. And so Paul says these are the things that grow up in the life of someone in whom the Holy Spirit resides and, and a person who is being led by the Holy Spirit and not simply by their flesh. You know, we saw a lot of kindness this weekend. Um, I was privileged to spend Friday with a friend of mine from church, many of you know him, Brad Shire, now works for the Phoenix Rescue Mission. Um, He and his dad were here, first service. Uh, Spent all day Friday with them on the Phoenix Rescue Mission Hope Coach. And basically, um, it's this big van Full of all kinds of donations that people have made, um, sack lunches and uh, hygiene products and clean socks and, uh, all, and shoes, all kinds of stuff. And we just hit the road um, from about 10.30 in the morning until about four o'clock in the afternoon and just headed out the gates in search of homeless people um, and it was, it was a pretty remarkable day. I have to admit, I was a little bit nervous at first, not knowing what I was getting myself into. Um, and they told me not to bring my kids because they might not be prepared for some of the things that we were gonna find. Uh, but it was, it was a remarkable day. And here was the thing, we saw, we experienced, we extended um, acts of kindness to people. And the kindness of God to people. And those acts were made possible by previous acts of other people who had been kind enough to support Phoenix Rescue Mission, kind enough to make the donations of the things that we were giving out. Uh, And we got to see seeds planted in individuals living on the streets. Encouragement given, relief given, pleasure given. I'll never, I'll never forget how excited uh, this one guy was when he opened the Ziploc bag that we had given him. He's like, oh, chewing gum, you know? And he was so excited to rip into that simple pack of chewing gum. Uh, and so pleasure um, was one of the products of that. And relief was another product with a cold bottle of water, with a lunch, with family that we gave an entire box uh, of lunches to and uh, one of the more remarkable moments was when we found a couple of women uh, who were living under this. Um, I mean, you could call it a tent, but it's not, it's just a tarp. And you can see that it's all gravel and rock underneath it. This is on the side of the freeway. And um, two women, I didn't ask their ages, but they had to be at least 50 and maybe in their 60s, um, one of them in a wheelchair, were sleeping on a simple piece of cardboard laying on top of this rock and had been out there for four or five days. Um, but because of the kindness of people who had contributed and made everything we were doing possible, we were able to get them out of that vulnerable and dangerous situation and get a roof back over their head until they can get uh, back on their feet. Uh, Yesterday I saw and and many others of you saw um, with our North Cares project, we had over 50 volunteers show up for our projects yesterday. And here's one of the uh, before photos of one of the projects that we worked on. And here's an after photo uh, of that same project. Can't hardly tell that those are the same houses except for the fact that they're white. Um, and, and here's an interesting here's an interesting thing. Um, going back to what we talked about earlier and the image of God being restored, this is a great example of how this kind of kindness going out in the community actually reflects the image of God, even in those communities. Um, because, uh, uh, going back to the first picture, please. Uh, this, is, this is a picture of not beauty <laughs> and not order, right? Um, but we know that God is a God of beauty and a God of order. And so in bringing this property back to the way it should look, Um, it now reflects more and more uh, the image of God in that neighborhood and is bringing pleasure to some of the neighbors and relief uh, to others who expressed uh, their relief to us and thanking us for being out there. And you can see some of the kids hard at work there spreading gravel, um, other ones teaming up to drag this giant uh, branch into the dumpster. And so it reminds us as we're out there serving in the community serving as community uh, to people that we've never met, uh, that kindness is not just for those we like, um, and it's not just for those who are like us, but it's so that we might be like God and be a reflection of him uh, in the world around us. There's a uh, passage where Jesus is talking to his disciples and teaching others uh, in the book of Luke. Uh, And he says this, uh, Luke chapter 6, verses 35 and 36. Let me find that real quick. That'll be faster. Luke chapter 6, verses 35 and 36, he says, But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. It's a hard thing for us sometimes to extend kindness to the ungrateful, isn't it? To extend kindness to people that we don't think deserve it. To extend kindness to people that we would deem as evil. But Jesus in this passage says, do you wanna be like your father? Do you wanna be sons and daughters of the most high? People that reflect more and more of his image in the world? then you need to understand that kindness is not just for those you like and for those like you, but so that you may be like God, so that you may be like your heavenly Father, bringing relief, bringing hope, shining light in the world. Why? Because he is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. And in the book of Matthew, uh, he says it this way, He says, for he sends his rain or he makes his sun to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Kindness. To be like God. It's not just for those we like. It's not just for those like us, but so that we may be like our Heavenly Father. Micah 6 8 is the final passage I have for you today. One that many of us are familiar with. And the prophet writes this He says, He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you for your word. Your word is truth. Thank you for your spirit and the way it moves and teaches and speaks. We know what it is to be in situations where we would kill for a little bit of kindness sent our way. I pray, Father, that you would remind us that we have that ability, we have that uh, power within us uh, to be a reflection of you, to be the kindness that someone else needs in their day. Remind us, Lord, empower us, Lord, move us, uh, and be in and through our words and our deeds that people may receive not just something from us, but that they might truly receive the kindness of God through us.